welcome to the Baller Boys Podcast. They're all about sports, sports, and more sports. And now, the Baller Boys, Mark and Shamaya. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Baller Boys Podcast. It's your boy, Mark, but I am not alone. I am joined by the SOTB, the music man with the plan, Shamaya. Yo, it is that time. It is that time. It's an exciting time. We got a couple of fun shows here for you. But today, actually tonight, well, depending on when you're listening, uh, we've got an interesting topic and kind of a hot one, actually, uh, with the NBA playoffs in full swing. Round one, we had ourselves an epic game between the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics in the garden. Uh, A lot of people are hyped about this series. It feels like it's a later round matchup, which it should because it's two very solid teams. Um, but we're not here to talk about that, unfortunately. Unfortunately, the game was really good um, and it was close, but the Celtics pulled away uh, with a last second uh, buzzer beater by Jason Tatum. Go back and watch the highlights. Really good stuff. But uh, today we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving versus the fans in Boston. Now, uh, For those of you who don't know, Kyrie had uh, flipped a certain finger uh, towards uh, some of the fans there in attendance. And apparently the fans, I mean, don't get me wrong. You understand why he uh, reacted that way, because the fans were kind of telling him some bad, nasty stuff. Um, And it's bad. I can't repeat it here on the podcast. Uh, I don't want to. Anyway, so um, oh, I can I can say what they said. They said beep 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 beep. <laughs> there you go, R two D two in the house. <laughs> yeah, beep boop beep beep beep. But uh, yeah, long story short, so Kyrie apparently had um, given the fans a certain digit on his hand and uh, said a few things, and he was fined fifty grand. Yeah, he, uh, he chose the wrong finger. <laughs> Yes, he sure did. Uh, And he was not saying that he was number one. Let's put it that way. He was not telling the fans he was number one, Uh, even though he was one of the best players on the floor that night. He had a very good game. Uh, Him and Tatum went back and forth. But I digress. As good as that game was, we got to talk about this brass tax, and that is this Kyrie Irving fine situation. So Shemai, with all things uh, said there what's what are your initial thoughts about this i mean first of all i get why he was upset that's number one the dilemma unfortunately is how he handled it um and let's paint the picture he's a professional athlete getting paid all this money, and no, I'm not the. I'm not about to give the same old long speech of what people say about, you know, get your money and shut up. I'm not going to do that speech. Right. He's representing a organization that's bigger than himself. So, unfortunately, when you sign up to doing that job, as far as being a professional athlete, getting all the amazing resources he has, when he's on the clock, right. He has to represent the NBA to the best of his ability. Because at the end of the day, it's a brand. <laughs> so if you throw uh, the unofficial number one sign to people, <laughs> it's not a good way to represent the league that you are playing for. Right. So 
there's a quote from an article he experienced in earlier. Uh, he basically was like, I'm going to bring the same energy that they are bringing, right? But he said this quote, so if somebody's going to call me out on my name, I'm going to look at them straight in the eye and see if they really bout it. Most of the time, they're not in a quote. So once again, I, I get his reaction because, you know, if someone says some nasty things to you, out of your name is very vulgar. You only take so much. Exactly. At first time, it's probably annoying, but if it's throughout the game, it's probably going to make you frustrated. And he yeah, just it, said... Yeah, it was a pretty hot crowd. Yeah, so he basically said, all right, time out, enough of this. I'm going to respond to you because you're definitely not about it. And I get that emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't say that I would have kept my cool too because he's probably in the heat in the moment. But it basically illustrates a point why it's so important to hesitate and see if there's an alternative. Because if you are in the moment, right, and you're conscious about what's going on and that this is a big stage, right? Yes, it's a playoff. So everyone has to be aggressive in game time and all that stuff. But it's bigger than you, Kyrie, right? Like, yes, crowds are going to be crazy. Some are going to cross the line. That's cool. But there's probably some other alternatives. He could have went to his head coach. Could have went to uh, referees. Right. Could have went to security. And he could have said, hey, if you don't take care of this, I might slip because I'm getting very frustrated right now. I think yeah. we have a different situation here. Because even if he were to do it, but he had that conversation and no one helped him, that would be part of the story. And then maybe the fine wouldn't be so drastic. Yeah. See, I do wish he went to a ref or at least tried to. That's the thing. Because, you know, in that kind of situation, you're probably not going to get all the perpetrators. But at least going to a ref will show that, hey, as an NBA player, I am trying to do go this route before, you know, giving people certain fingers and yelling expletives and, you know, you know, first trying to find some sort of peaceful route before resorting to that stuff. Yeah, because he's escalating the situation versus de-escalating the situation. Exactly. And the and more he reacts, the more the fans are just yeah, they're, they're excited. Him, taunt him <laughs> and call him more names. And um, inside the NBA really... Uh, responded to this perfectly, I thought. Uh, Shaq and Barkley, they basically were saying, look, the more attention you give, they're basically like trolls. You know, the more attention that you give them, the more they're going to bite back and bark back at you. And the fans were saying some bad stuff to Kyrie. Like, you don't, you know, you never want to see that. I get, it's the nature of the beast in a way, as, as Shaq and Barkley said, because... Um, of just the environment, it's competitiveness, it's it's Boston, it's like diehard fans, and you know you want to root for your home team and you're going to boo against the visiting team, the opponent, and that's just how sports is. But you know fans do have to act better. But as an NBA player, like what you said earlier, you have a special standard that you have to uphold because you represent not only your organization but you represent the NBA. And I'll ask you this question. Do you really think that these fans who are acting this crazy, do you think they will waste that energy on a player that's not good? No. (laughs) I mean, seriously, they want to be seen on TV. 
how many how many times you see uh, the game announcers trying to do their job and there's some person that <laughs> never seen a TV before, they want to wave in the camera. They want to have people, attention people to themselves. Attention. Yeah. So what he has to hopefully understand from this is that I feel I'm being Dr. Phil tonight, but what he has to understand from this is that kind of have to with this man. <laughs> people who are basically never going to be in his shoes. You know, they're not going to be able to play for, you know, the Nets, <laughs> like ever. Um, they're never going to probably play in the NBA. So that means they won't have the resources that he has. They won't have all this great, amazing uh, opportunities that he has to be an influencer. So what I'm trying to get to is they're going to try to find a way to make the most of their experience. And if they cross the line, it's because they're they're pretty dumb to begin with. So don't get to their level being dumber. Right. Yeah. Because he's too smart to handle himself that way. Even if it's just out of passion. I get it. It's emotional, it's frustrating. But if he can hold on to that power that he has of influence and have it controlled. Then he became he becomes the top dog in the situation because now they look stupid and they end up getting escorted out because he's like, yeah. oh, you know what? You think that bothers me? Yeah, it makes me annoyed. But let me use my resources. Let me talk to this referee who's going to talk to security and you're going to toss out the game yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed. The more attention you give them, the more they're just going to act up. And honestly, the best way he can, and it, it may not even permanently keep them quiet, but it'll show them up and make you look better. He just needs to ball, just like he did in game one. Ball, shut them up that way, show them up, show them that you came here to play, you're a superstar in the league, and uh, you're going to quiet those fans with your all-star performance. And that's you know, what Kyrie needs to do in game two. You know what I would do if I was Kyrie? Not suggesting he should do it at all. But I'll literally, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to pick a nonprofit in Boston. I'm going to donate another 50 grand. And then I'm going to score like 50 points. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Kyrie, if you're listening to the Baller Boys podcast, you can check us out every week. We have new episodes. Listen to, <laughs> listen to this idea, Kyrie, because it's a great idea. Because, I mean, it's it's like this. Uh, it's almost like when a bully is trying to shut you down. You don't always have to, like, fight. You know what I'm saying? And I know people hear that and say, oh, you crazy, man. Well, if he's actually hitting you. <laughs> right. Well, use, yeah. your, use your wisdom. But I'm just saying, sometimes you can... De-escalated before you escalated, if that makes sense. Right, right. And really, he could just play his game, ball out, and act like the crowd isn't affecting him. I think that's the best way for him to go about it. Because let's, I mean, let's be honest. You can go to the ref and get maybe one or two people ejected or you know kicked out of the arena for heckling you and being very, very disrespectful. And some of these fans said some pretty vulgar things to him, so I can understand why he reacted. But you know, at the end of the day. He just has to stay composed, ball out, be a silent assassin, and show him up on the floor and get his team a W. And hopefully, I, I, I hope that's what he does because, like I say, he's, he showed that he's a great player. I mean, he went crazy. 
Yeah. And I think that's a fantastic game. That's an opportunity for him to basically be like, I'm not hearing y'all, y'all noise. Exactly. And yeah. I'm going to make y'all eat y'all words for how I play. Yeah. Versus how yeah. I react. Mm-hmm. And I'll, t- I'll tell you, his uh, post game conference did not do him any favors either. I feel like um, he's still, uh, he's still being emotions on his sleeve. He, he was going exactly, man. He was going down to their level, the fans level. And he was letting them get into his head. Even, at, even after the game, the game is one thing. It's like, okay, you're heated. You know, we just took an L, but relax, forget about it. Don't even acknowledge the, the hecklers. And then what does he do? He goes and he says, Oh, well, they're going to come at me with this negative energy. I'm going to come right back at them with the same negative energy. Kyrie, you don't, you see, all he's doing is taunting them. Well, he's inviting them to come back to the game. Yeah. He's inviting them to come back to the game exactly, and do the very same thing, but if not worse. Yeah. Because now they 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 know on TV. (laughs) Yeah. Well that, and they know that it works. They know that they're getting into Kyrie's head. Yeah. So of course they're going to try. And of course they're, you know, the, the diehard Celtics fans, they're, they're one of the best fan bases in the league, but you know, when competition comes around, they're going to root for their team and they're going to heckle opponents, you know, at times that's just what fans do. And, uh, it was not, I didn't think Kyrie did a good job in his post game interview. He, I believe he cursed in it as well. And, uh, you could tell he was flustered and he made it clear to the world that those fans got in his head even though he had a fantastic game. But again, he's just inviting more trouble in game two and onward. And um, uh, I'll break down the fine here. It's just, I found this very good article by Dan Felden, but it sounded like you wanted to say something. So go ahead and uh, get, get, get that thought out, man. Oh, I was going to say real fast. Um, he has the opportunities, like lifetime, if you think about it. Him and KD, that's a very, very good pair. They're making in the playoffs. Making yeah. millions in the and, NBA. And, and they're in the playoffs. So if it was, you know, his best interest, one thing he's going to talk about is his teammates. Because once you take that shift from the fans to the teammates, now they rile up behind them. Not to say they didn't before, but they do even more so because now they're like, oh, snap, he's cold. He has ice in his veins because he's like, y'all don't even bother me. You know what I'm saying? It's all about my team and what we do as a unit. And basically, we go on that battlefield and we win the game. So, maybe that's what happens. I can imagine someone like KD or someone in that locker room is probably telling him, hey, forget the noise because they're going to be there whether you like her or not. If you think of all, yeah, yeah. if you, you think that they're gonna all go home and not show the game doing that stuff, like come on, man, there's always a bad apple, period. Yeah, and that, and again, we we just addressed how like there's always gonna be fans that are gonna be hecklers, very disrespectful, and I mean it's it's gonna be up to the NBA players to be the mature ones and to just go out there and retaliate on the floor through their game. And I think that's what Kyrie needs to do. And I'm like you said, I'm glad you said KD because I'm sure KD talked to him and um, Steve Nash probably talked to him too. His teammates talked to him. Kyrie sounds like a guy who wants to listen, especially after the Harden trade. I feel like this locker room got a lot more united and a lot closer. 
And uh, the Nets, you know, the, those some of those Nets role players like Drajic really showed up in this game. And uh, they need, Kyrie just needs to forget all about the fans, the hecklers, and just focus on balling. Because at the end of the day, they're in a tightly contested uh, series right now. And they have to come away with the win against Boston. If they're going to even win this series, they have to win this next game, I think. And uh, Kyrie needs to stay focused on the game and just shut out all that unnecessary noise and just be Uncle Drew, you know? And uh, uh, like, oh, I was going to talk about this. uh, So um, Dan Feldman of NBC Sports released an article, really good one. He broke down all of Kyrie's offenses. Um, So as we know, we just addressed in the beginning of this segment, Kyrie was fined 50 grand. And um, it's interesting because Dan kind of broke down all of each of the different offenses that Kyrie had committed, which are all little smaller fines that add up. And um, it's kind of funny how it's cool, though, because the way he broke this down, really, Kyrie should have been charged more for his offenses. But um, I want to break this down here. So Kyrie gave Boston fans a certain finger uh, saying he was number one. Uh, it's usually a $15,000 fine, according to Dan. Um, Irving apparently flipped Boston fans the number one finger again, um, another fifteen grand. Uh, as he entered the locker room, <laughs> okay, I'm going to try my best to be as appropriate as possible when I say this. Irving told a Boston fan to do something and then called her uh, a certain word, <laughs> a certain name that I can't say. And uh, those two things together are a $25,000 fine. Um, After the fans, of course, as we just established, the Boston fans were kind of nasty to him too. Uh, Irving said, uh, screw that in the post-game press conference, which is another $15,000 fine. So um, by the end of all this, Irving's total uh, fine uh, amount is 70 grand and the NBA find him 50 grand. So they were actually a little bit nice to him compared to what it really could have been. Yeah. I mean, once again, I mean, the theme is basically he has to find a different way to address the situation. And someone with his type of influence, right? If Kyrie were to post something on social media, most likely it's going to go viral, mainly because he has that much influence. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's he's an all-star. He's a superstar in this league. If we took the same tweet, right? If I posted something and then he posted the same exact tweet, Who's going to get more attention, mine or his? Right. Yeah. The the spotlight's always on him. So with that type of influence, whatever he decides to do is what's going to be emphasized. So imagine if he went to the refs or his coach or security. I think the conversation would be a lot different. He'd probably get a lot more applause for how he handled the situation because of his influence. Because now... He's taking the attention off of what they're doing and putting the attention to how he's responding. Exactly. To what they're doing. Exactly. And I thought he needed to respond, not react. 
And unfortunately, he reacted. Uh, it's, it's a shame, too, because he had a very good game. He balled out there. He did what he was supposed to do. But um, even even when he was playing well, he still should not have acknowledged and done those antics towards the fans. Um, you saw KD. KD went out there. He didn't have the best game, but KD didn't let the fans get to him. He just balled, and that's what KD does. He's been in many situations where fans have heckled him and uh, you know booed him out of a building, but he showed up. He let his game do all the talking, and that's what Kyrie needs to do, and that's what I'm hoping KD talks to him about, especially in this pivotal game, too, in the Garden. So those fans are going to be even more fired up now. And Kyrie didn't do himself any favors. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. <clears throat> when you're in the playoffs, you're basically in a whole different level. Because there are teams who wish they were in the same position you are in currently. But like they used to do back in the day, teams have gone fishing because they're not in the race anymore to get that championship. So now that they're in this moment, man, that should be the only thing that's on their mind because you're that close compared to another team who wish they were playing another game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And not only that, but, you know, both of these teams are can easily get to the the Eastern Conference Finals, and they could probably both get into the finals if they really, they really both played to their fullest potential. Um, so these guys really just need to be focusing on the ball, on the court, what their coach is saying, and supporting each other, not any other distractions because they can't afford it. Nor should they even invite any unwanted distractions or invite any taunting or hecklers because it's just making the road for them a lot harder and less smooth. So why would you make it harder on yourself? Kyrie needs to know that he's a seasoned vet. He's been in this league for many years and he should know that. And he knows that inviting all this unwanted attention up like around him affects his teammates and affects their path to the championship. Yeah. I mean, you can almost say all the things that you do as a player is going to either minimize or maximize distractions. And as soon as that stuff starts coming to the locker room, because that's now what everybody's talking about, it becomes a distraction. So try to find a way to not create a new distraction, you know, because it's basically going to take away, obviously, your attention to detail to win the game, because now you worry about some nobody in the crowd. Exactly. And you're just giving them power too. You're giving them unnecessary power that they never had. So why, as a player, you know, you are the one that they are paying money to see. You are the one going out there and balling. You're the one making millions in the NBA. And, uh, you know, the best way to get someone who's booing you or heckling you or annoying you to pipe down, go out there and ball, do it right in front of them in their face on the court to the team that they are there to support. That's the best way to get back at them. No, no gestures, no comments in the post game, no acknowledgement, just the cold shoulder. You know, it's funny uh, if he did the opposite. What if he threw a heart sign 
<laughs> oh, that would be funny. Actually, then, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> and then, right, like score 50 points or more. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah, game two, just, right. the, just the, the love, the just heart the symbol heart with, with a 60 burger, <laughs> right? That would be hilarious, man. And then they get the W in game two. Oh, man, yeah. that's a story right there. Yeah, that would be like a slam dunk. Dude, I'm telling you, if the Nets win that game two, Kyrie balls out, throws up some peace signs. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not even being sarcastic. Like you throw know. a heart sign everywhere. Le- le- legitimately, yeah, a heart sign. Why right, someone get this podcast episode to uh, Kyrie? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they'll win the series. They'll, they will win the series if they win this game too, and Kyrie has like a, a 30 or a 40 burger and just doesn't acknowledge the, the hecklers, shuts them up. <laughs> you might win some fans over, they might buy a... Uh, uh, Nets jersey, right? Convert like, some of those Boston fans like, oh into God. Nets fans. You know, I've been converted now. Like, I'm, <laughs> I, I see the light, man. I'm, I'm gonna be a fan of Kyrie, man. My bad, a Kyrie believer, <laughs> right? No, I, I like Kyrie. He's he's a really good player. Um, and you just know, like, you know, he's better than this, and he just needs to focus. Yeah, I mean, he, he just simply has to look over this blemish and just. Do what he does, man. Because, man, if they are on fire in this series, they're the team to beat. But if this becomes an ongoing, like, situation, something distracts them or anybody on that team, it's just going to it's gonna hinder them from playing at the best level, which is going to cause the game. And, you know, I think the lack of focus has been – the biggest drawback for this Nets team, even going back to last season, um, they didn't, the Harden experiment did not quite work. And you could tell there was some stuff going on in the locker room. Harden and Nash were having some sort of tension and you could tell things weren't working out because there was just this lack of focus. And I feel like there is that lack of focus, even this season. I know they traded Harden for Simmons this season, kind of late. So you know, it is going to take some time for them to adjust to that. Simmons hasn't even been on the floor yet. I was just about um, to say he's used to being late, but, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we're, we're, we're probably going to see Simmons in game two. So I, I'm honestly excited to see what he does out there um, because he's got great defensive prowess. He's a very good defender and he's still very talented. And uh, Ben's going to have himself a test. We're talking about Kyrie um, gonna, having to deal with hecklers. Ben is going oh. to be dealing with hecklers. And he's Kyrie... going to be the first one that they heckle. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Kyrie cannot be distracted by hecklers because he has got to be there to support his brother, Ben. And uh, KD needs both of those guys to have solid games. Ben doesn't have to put up a 20-burger, but he's, he's got to contribute. He's got to score some points and be a factor on the defense. And again, this game too is going to have a lot of interesting things to look at. Kyrie's response, Ben potentially being on the floor, KD's potential bounce back. Um, But this Nets team needs to stay focused because that lack of focus really hurt them last season. And it even affected them this season. Um, That's why they're in this situation. They they should have been a higher seed, but um, things happened. And maybe this will be the turnaround. Maybe Kyrie can be that type of leader, like the example to go and say, all right, game two, you know, game one, I lost my cool. I lost my temper game two. I'm going to shut the hecklers up and we are going to ball and we're going to move on to the next round. That's what I'm hoping uh, their mindset is that, or they could just completely collapse. Kyrie could, you know, continue to acknowledge the fans again. I really don't want any of that to happen, but um, 
we'll see. That's what makes this game interesting. We don't know. We are not in their heads. They are their own people. And we just got to see how the Nets respond. I'm going to make a bold statement. If Kyrie just 100% lock in and not worry about anything else, fans, nothing. And Ben Simmons, if he plays, because I don't know if he's really going to play, but if he does play, if he locks in with KD and Kyrie and they just have good chemistry on the court, Brooklyn Nets will not just go to the finals, but they will win the chip. Oh, yeah. They're good enough to do it. Because they will become... They will become a fun, exciting team to watch. They'll be super dangerous. And yeah, that's, they have that's depth too. Yeah, that's all I gotta really say on that point. But uh let's let's say though to the West, I won't say who it is, I'll reveal that another day. But the West, uh there's a team that's looking pretty elite right now. Uh, I'll say that for later. But yeah, I can see. Yeah, it's NBA playoffs, baby. Yeah, I can see the Nets, though. <laughs> you know? Uh, the narrative of like Haiti getting revenge off that big shoe. You know what I'm saying? Situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If they lock in, man, I can see them go right to the finals. And they will have to battle some other team starting good in the East. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it's yeah, they're just that. But I think if they all locked in, oh, they they can be a very dangerous uh, team, especially if their chemistry is on point. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely agree. And that's just the thing. They have their chemistry and their focus. I think the first thing that has to work for them is their mentality. They need to all be on the same page and not be distracted. And uh, I'm, that's how they're going to make it to the next round. And that's how, like you're saying, like they they have the tools to win a championship. They have the staff. They have the roster. Like a bunch of the role players, some of their younger guys showed up. Like they won a ball for their all-stars that are on this team. And they won a ball for Steve Nash. And it's really cool to see. And you saw that in that Celtics game. You saw other Nets players show up outside of KD, outside of Kyrie. And uh, that was with a struggling uh, Seth Curry too. So, you know, they only lost by one. So um, they've got they've got the pieces. But guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Baller Boys podcast. This was not an easy topic to tackle, but it was one that was, it's actually, I'm glad we did because there's a lot of different perspectives to look at here. A lot of different factors. Uh, shout out to Dan Feldman of NBC sports for uh, helping us break down kind of the potential uh, amount that, that Kyrie could have been um, charged <laughs> as uh, you know, the NBA is like, ah, you know, 50 grand. We'll, we'll cut off 20 grand, <laughs> but uh um, so shout out to him. Uh, good stuff. Good breakdown. Um, thank you all for joining us once again. Baller Boys podcast. We got multiple episodes out each week. Um, check us out on Twitter. You can find me at Mark VMC, M-A-R-K-T-H, three threes, no E's, capital M, capital C. You can find my homeboy Shamaya at. Jemaya on the BT, if my uh, Zoom microphone will unmute itself, sometimes it'd just be like, nah, I don't want you to be uh, unmuted. <laughs> but yeah, Shemaya on the BT, man. Yeah, you heard him, Shemaya on the BT. We're everywhere, guys. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube now, too. Go check out our channel. Uh, if you prefer to pop open the YouTube app and listen that way. 
Um, guys, tune in next time when we talk about your favorite sports, sports, and more sports. And uh, once again, we are the Baller Boys, Mark Shumaya. Tell your mom, tell your grandma. Peace out.